0: Attention, Pokemon players! You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake doubles down on points. Chuck wants to retire, and the meta is seeing adjustments. Chuck, how are we doing, my friend? I'm I'm doing all right, doing all right. Well, well, I mean, you were a little bit down after this week. I was. I loved being able to hang out with you and see you, uh, but you definitely um seemed a bit down on the game um and then obviously with uh, me trying to ask what kind of uh, intro should i bring you in today you said uh you wanted to retire now i know you're not going to or you better not uh but what makes you say that my friend
1: uh no it was not a very good weekend of pokemon for me um just tournament wise so uh Practice a little bit Friday for Saturday where we got to meet up. That was fun. I mean, I will, I will say I had fun because I got to see you guys, you, Mike, other guys. It was, it, like I said in my tweet, uh, the best part is seeing friends while you're out. Uh, so I did have fun with that. But uh, performance-wise, it was not a very good weekend for me in general. Practice Friday didn't do too well. mmm kind of got like some poopy hands, so I chalked it up that. Played the same deck into Saturday because I felt like it would just it was just poopy hands. And uh I could be better. And just kind of still struggle bust uh through a game uh pretty much against a very easy matchup. And then just more uh more games of being one card short, which is just very frustrating way to lose. I don't know. Um, I don't know how to say it much more than that when you when you know you're you're right there and you just need to see one card, which you have plenty of outs to see it, but you just yep. can't get to it. the way the game goes it's just frustrating uh, because I don't know, I'm competitive. I, I feel like I could perform better and I want to um so
0: yeah. That's all. I mean, I know you're a solid um, player. Um, sometimes these kind of things happen. Um, you got to trust in your testing and all that stuff. Um, but I think um, and this will be for a little bit later in the podcast, but um, I don't know. Not a lot of people have talked about this. It's just, um, you know, the pressure and su- of having success um, or being approved uh, to everyone that you're a good player and this, that and everything, you know, just tournament finishes and everything. I think there there's, you know, something there to talk about as far as like just that anxiety that Pokemon game can bring to people. And, you know, maybe, you know, we can talk about it, point things out and, you know, just having that kind of conversation would, um you know, help put people's mind at ease a little bit because, you know, you're definitely not the only one I know I am. Um, and I've, I've seen a lot on Twitter lately, especially with CP coming back. So that's definitely something I want to talk about a little bit later in the cast.
1: Yeah, we will save the conversation for later, but there is definitely a lot of layers to that.
0: To 100%. 100%. Um with that being said, you know, I, I do put a lot of pressure on myself and I I had actually a pretty good weekend of, of Pokemon uh, and it still kind of didn't feel good enough to me. Um so starting off um Thursday night, uh, you know, to start my weekend uh because of, you know, the the 40 hour the uh the 410 uh, kind of week schedule I have uh completely bombed out uh I went like oh my only like one in three and my only win was my buy um playing guardy, which it wasn't uh, I think it was a long day a combination of you know there were some misplays there were a couple um you know a couple things that maybe not didn't go my way the variance was a little bit not on my side uh, but definitely some plays that I could have cleaned up uh to make uh you know a better showing but ultimately I kind of Learn from that, and I, I went off guardy for this weekend for my first ever uh, league challenge and for league cup. Uh, switched over to Lugia, uh, single strike, and went on a little bit of a run. So, uh, you know, on Friday, going into a league cup, um, ended up getting second place, uh, securing 12 points, which felt pretty good. Um, the one loss I had was a compre- complete bricky hand, and I actually almost brought that back, um, even though giving my opponent, um, I think two to three turns in the beginning to kind of set up and do what they want. Um, But then jumping into the next day, playing uh, the same deck, same 60 um, at the league cup, which was the first one I've ever played in, you know, at a a store since, you know, pandemic is over. Um, We all kind of met up there at, uh, at the shop in Ohio. I forget what it was called at this point. Um, But, uh, you know, empire game center. Okay. Empire Empire game Game Center. center. Um, Ended up you know, in Ohio. They were it was a really nice store, actually. It Sorry. definitely was. It was large. Um, it was well lit and it had easy bathroom access. That's like all you could really ask for in a store. And it had product. Um, so it was really really cool. Um, ended up going 402 um to get top eight. Uh ultimately lost in my first cut rounds. Um, one game one, game two is a little bit of a clunky start, uh, starting with my Duralodon because I was playing the Duralodon version. Um, And then game three, I started to ride on again, um, which is a one of card, a little frustrating. You know, I start that card uh, two games in a row. And that's the only Pokemon I can start with Um, ultimately cost me because that in uh, the Gardevoir matchup, it's not a very good card. It's kind of a liability there. Um, And it does kind of gel with the rest of the game plan. So uh, unfortunately, um, lost a very, very close game three. Um, Obviously, my opponent played very well. um, So props to him. Uh, was upset about it, obviously, but you know there was lessons learned there. And overall, um, you know, getting top eight in my first uh, cup uh, felt pretty good. Uh, so I was uh, up twelve points for the for for the challenge, and then another twenty five for the cup. Ultimately, putting me at sixty seven points, um, which obviously is not going to really cut it with the amount of uh, regionals left that I'm going to. So I think I'm going to Hartford and. N A I C and then probably a couple more challenges cups, but um unless I like super pop off, um probably not gonna make that world. Even if I did, I, you know, financially right now with you know some life situation probably won't go anyways. Uh, but definitely wanna try to, you know, push that, get close to that qualifying number.
1: Yeah, I hear you too. Uh I've been I've been sitting at the the fancy thirty eight points <laughs> well. I guess I did get the lead, the eight points from the League Cup or the League Challenge. Yeah, you got
0: uh, them last week or the weekend before.
1: I've been sitting at thirty points since Baltimore. So <laughs> I'm I'm uh that that's what's frustrating me because I've been to multiple events and I mean some of them uh some of them I didn't put the proper prep work in, or Wayne I did and I didn't do well, it frustrated me and it's continuing into uh to the cup season now uh, that we have. So my weekend was a little more frustrating uh, because it also started on Friday. Went back to playing... Well, uh, I know you and Mike played Lugia going into the weekend, and I wanted to. I actually did. uh, But I could not come up with the cards to build a deck. So Friday night, I tried asking around locals getting in the store no one has B stars to give uh or trade so I went back to a lost box and I was like let's break off the little bit of rust that I have in the in the sky Steel version that's what I yeah, yeah, yeah. what I practiced for Fort Wayne uh plus it does pretty well uh in general popular deck at the moment meta wise mm-hmm. um but uh it was a struggle. <laughs> on Friday night a little bit, kept whiffing cards, uh starting Cram and that's it. Uh so I and then but like I said, it was kind of just like crap hands a little bit. Just felt right. like I wasn't playing the game. So uh went into Saturday and I started the first game, went well. It was a Mew matchup. Yeah, you know, play the game like it was like supposed to. Uh one that, and then then it just kind of went downhill from there. Uh, played a Gardevoir that was a really tough, tough game. I think he was the one you played in Top Cut, yeah, I yeah, think he I was a player, um, yeah, he's a good player. Uh, played it really well. Um, kind of, uh, there's a judge at the end of the game that hurt, and then but I had a couple turns still to just get out of it, and I couldn't, I needed. One card again. I think it was just a switch card or a mirage gate, so that I could switch something, just right. to, something get get out of the the position I was in. Couldn't uh, ultimately lost, uh, and then it was downhill from there. I did. then then threw an, an easy mu matchup because uh, I didn't check my prizes good enough. Uh,
0: All things yeah, you can you learn from, like and like I said, plan
1: on taking. Yeah, when you sit there and you plan on taking four prizes. With your drapey on that you have in your hand, just waiting to see the sky seal stone, which is in your prizes, uh, doesn't really help you any. So, um, exactly, that one. Yeah, it was just I a mean, tough weekend all around. So, um,
0: yeah, that's that, why it, it was frustrating.
1: I felt like I had a better finished two and four, felt like I had a better performance in me.
0: Uh, I, I, I know team you team do 100, 100 percent. Um, but yeah again, lessons to be learned. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a season that's, you know, here for us to, to grow as players kind of cut our teeth. So um, just, you know, don't get too down on yourself. Obviously I know you're a solid player. I know uh, our listeners uh, know the same thing. Uh, so just, you know, keep plugging away. We'll get there. Uh, take, take, you know, every, um, you know, tournament that we play and, and grow from it. And, you know, by the next season we can really hit the ground hard and uh, you know, hopefully get that world's invite and, Uh, you know have a chance um but let's let's move on um you know uh there's been a little bit of talk here um you know just today about uh the pokemon trading card game live and the update issues uh people are having hard times a finding matches um b um you know playing cards when they do finally get a match and then for me right before this i was trying to you know uh scanning some of the code cards I got this weekend, uh, scanned in 10, nothing was there and they are all quote unquote claims. So I, I wasted 10 code cards uh, because live is just having a lot of issues after after the update. So, um, you know, just more woes, unfortunately. I mean, I, we keep trying to hype it up and say, you know, it's it's not as bad, but um, yeah, th- days, days like this is is crazy.
1: That tuesdays are not the day for it because it, it we had another big patch today uh when we we're recording this and it is not unplayable again like it's just i just tried to play a game beforehand and it took forever to get into the game for one which i found one got into it but then i mean you just can't play it just literally just doesn't function that's the first time i've tried to play a game even on my phone and it just doesn't right. function i played Went to play my first card and it just sat in the screen the whole time. Went back and forth, just nothing. Um, that's it bad. Is, that it, part it, makes it bad. Like that is that is the bad part. I can deal with a little bit bugs, but when you can't play the game, in general, yeah, it's bad.
0: Bad. Yeah, I mean, all I wanted to do today, since you know, it was just a long work uh, day, is just you know, play one or two games get my accomplishments though uh you know for the daily accomplishments climb up that ladder um, get some crystals and, and all that and can't even do that to just find a, a quick match um so hopefully um we just talked about learning lessons in you know gameplay maybe hopefully they can learn lessons with whatever is going on with coding and programming these games and updates where you know, we're not the community is not hurting so much um to to play games because Obviously we all just want to play some Pokemon um and it's a little hard when this uh client keeps bugging out. I don't know, I just don't understand how
1: it gets as bad as it does after an update. Like I've played games like mobile games and all kinds of stuff that get a little weird after mm-hmm. an update because they add something in and it's it's a little buggy, but it's right. something that you don't like it's something like usually it's like something when you're doing something too quick or or like they don't take into account like user like the mass people using it and and the weird situations that can arise but this yeah. is like this is just no no one's doing anything crazy just the game just does not like i don't know how they like don't hit like the test button and then see that it doesn't work and right. go hey we probably shouldn't push it out uh it's not working so, exactly
0: so again uh hopefully you know when when everybody's listening to this uh live is Fixed, and you're able to get games in, uh, so we, we can all enjoy the game, um, you know, in the comfort of our own homes and over our, our our mobile devices. Yeah. All right, so let's get into some meta talk. Um, so obviously, there was you know playing in some IRL tournaments. Uh, this is the first you know weekend or second weekend, really, um, that people are um, grinding for that CP locally. Um, and kind of what we've seen in the meta overall um at the local level uh in you know the United States area um and I guess what what decks are seeing an uptick in play what decks are seeing you know a downtick um success and in, in overrated decks kind of uh happening right now uh we won't I know a lot of our locals uh were upset at us bashing on Garatina lost box so we won't really uh bash on that the deck is still um solid enough you know it can take those big Okos. um and there is potential for it but we're uh you know especially with Dura, seeing some upplay um but what what was the i would say what was the deck uh that you saw the most popular um in your last two weeks of playing locally
1: uh the garden war like revolution kind of happened uh i feel mm-hmm. like Everyone, like, I think everyone that may have not been on that train, I think everyone was on the, the Maridon hype from the release of the set. A lot of people around here, what yeah. I've seen there, there's a lot of electric hype. Um, but then I think with the success, towards success with the deck at EUIC, and then everyone going, oh, okay, so this deck can hang because the stage two, sketchy, it's no big deal. Day, like, it's stage, stage two, two is no big deck. deal. Stage two, not a big deal. It still works. Um, so I've been seeing that a lot more. Um, people trying it out. Uh, different, multiple different, like, people trying different things out. People already trying to use Drift Loon. People using Mewtwo, V-Union. Right. Um, and then, you know, a straighter build, especially coming into the the cup, a more straighter build of that. Right. Um, so that yeah, is the were, one I think has that has been the most popular uptick in the, in the two weeks.
0: I would have to agree. I'm uh, seeing a lot of Gardevoir um, here in Pittsburgh area, uh, Ohio, um, even just uh, beforehand, you know, last week with nothing too crazy um, seeing a little bit more uptick because obviously the deck is solid. And I think people are starting to realize, um, you know, stage twos are still viable, especially with that energy Excel um, super crazy. Um, it does have, Good matchups all around, um, and people are proving that. Um, since, like you said, I think a lot of those players that were playing Maridon are now on the Gardevoir, and it seems like you know, Gardevoir was a pretty obtainable card in the set, it wasn't like super hard to get to. Like, I remember when uh, Sword and Shield base came out, it was so hard to get Zacians, but I feel like Gardevoir was so much easier, uh, for me. Yeah, ar- Arguably, Maridon is the harder build the.
1: I don't, i have to look at the monetary value, but I think Maridon is actually the more
0: expensive deck to build at the moment. Right. Because, well, of Red I mean, lucky
1: if you want to, yeah, the, we
0: were at the game shop and the Regilecki Maxes were $25 a piece. I'm like, that's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's a good so, card, but it's not that good. I mean, it doesn't make the deck, I don't know. Uh, I feel like you, wanna, the
1: only the only thing expensive in Gardevoir is if you want to make it look pretty. Right. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. So, just the
0: basic EX um all the all the single prize um evolution chains are pretty pretty cheap and not, not a big deal to obtain yeah even the zashian which is uh super important in that deck is it's still around a dollar 2 dollars depending on where you go uh so wow,
1: just- <laughs> celebrations was so 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 easy to find so yep. the, everyone's like whoa i got used for this card so i mean yeah. there's, a, there's probably stores that are like I, I don't think we have those. They're probably in our bulk bins. So,
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> so, um, moving on, I guess from Gar- or Gardevoir because Gardevoir is still super uh, relevant. I, like I said, there's a bunch of different versions. Um, there's the the Mewtwo version that I think is is starting to fade as far as popularity. I think most people are going to that more consistent build. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of play- nice to see. I did play against it. Um, and it definitely clunked out at the beginning. And that's why I got to get ahead of it, um, over uh, my opponent in the top eight, which wasn't playing it and had more consistency build, got set up, um, re- rather quickly. Um, and was able to, you know, do good things. So I, again, I definitely, if you're going to play that deck, I would say, don't play Mewtwo.
1: I, I would, I would con- uh, concur with you or back you up on that one. Um, I played it as well. It was uh, neat to see. Uh, it took a while for the V-Union to get out too long. Uh, I should have, It was one of those ones where I, I whiffed a card, but uh should have been able to pull that one out, but I didn't uh, get what I needed at the moment. And then the V-Union came to play and clean house with everything that I had on the bench. Right. Uh, with 16 damage counters is a lot, so.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Um, so... Either way, let's move on to Lost Box variants. I think a lot of Lost Box variants are starting to fall off overall, uh, but there's one that's kind of seeing a lot more play in it. I don't know if this holds true for you as well, uh, but lost, or the Lost Box with Sableye and Charizard um, seems to be the the deck when it comes to Lost Box that most people are settling on, and it's seeing kind of the most amount of success and win, like win rate and everything like that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not my particular flavor mm-hmm. of the of Lost Box, but uh, it does seem to be a popular version. I um, can't remember who. I think it was Pablo was the one that made that made uh, top four with that at EUIC. Uh, right, right. Pedro. I think it was Pablo. Or was it Pedro? No, no it was Pedro. Pablo, Pablo, Pablo was playing Pedro. you. Yeah, yeah, Pedro, it was right. Pedro, uh, Pedro, uh was uh, the the Lost Box player that, and seeing how far it went, I think that uh, that has been the more popular version at the moment. Um, but I do think you are correct, and even though Lost Box has been the highest Metashare deck mm-hmm. out there at the moment, I, I do think it is currently sliding um, down a little bit. I think a lot of those maybe a lot some lost box players are seeing other, other decks being viable as well without, I don't know the frustrations that lost box can give you.
0: Yeah. So. I mean being, having, you know, Charizard being able to nuke almost everything. Um, and just having that consistent, um, engine going for, for lost box to get a lot of cards in the, in the lost zone, um, early, uh, it, it's definitely versatile it can hang with the big boys it could you know do damage to the little guys um so it definitely trades favorably with a lot of matchups um so I mean there's definitely appeal there but but with like versions um with like Kyogre or or even Garatina or things like that it just seems like it's a little let or a little more gimmicky and you're setting up for a different like board state and sometimes it could um you know definitely. Um, cost you and i i've seen it this weekend um, a ton of times just kind of like watching some games where um those those versions of the deck weren't just quite not uh working out as smoothly or as consistently as the other as sablezard
1: yeah the the thing with sablezard and, and 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 kyogre i think is what what the the what lost boss can do in those type of decks is they can build a board state to the exact way they want, and they capitalize on either Kyogre's big attack and take four prizes or something like that, Mm. or a Sableye late game with a board that has a bunch of damage counters already spread out over it, and then you're taking big prizes because you're not doing much besides setting up this board state, sprinkling damage everywhere, um, kind of pulling strings in the matchup until Mm. you get later in the game and you do all of these things and you, and you get the board exactly the way you want. And that, I mean, it takes some practice to get used to. I mean, this could, that's one of the reasons why I don't want to play it. I just, I feel like you're doing just constant manipulation all the whole time. And I don't know. It just, doesn't seem, I, I'm the kind of person that wants to go out and get my prizes right <laughs> away.
0: So, I don't know. I think that uh, most people <laughs> like to gravitate towards decks like that. And, I guess another deck we can talk about, we kind of briefly talked about, is that Maraidon, because it just goes so fast at the beginning, takes prizes. Um, But definitely starting to see a downtick, at least locally here. Um, Obviously, like we said, it's really great um, early game, um, but it could struggle to keep up with the energy acceleration and the late game um, consistency, especially with cards like Roxanne and, and Judge sometimes can just halt that deck uh, to a complete stop, um, especially if they, they judge you, you have nothing, and they KO you. Um, you're just not mm-hmm. responding as consistently, consistently as like a Gardevoir deck does, or a Lost Box deck, because there's definitely so many other ways to draw cards and get back out of those um, weird situations. Yeah. That one, I can see
1: people... I mean, the Shine might be a little off of Maridon and, and Regilecki, if, especially for players that may have been seeing its its weaknesses of yeah. like you mentioned, like they, they get that, um, they get that loss in in late in the game because of something like that, and they start feeling the pain of playing the deck like that. But when, uh, when you you know you go you pop off turn one and then you take a big knockout and your your opponent just has nothing else to respond with, like. That that can reinvigorate you. So some people still might be on the train of Mariah on and they're gonna ride or die. But right, like right. there are definitely probably some people that are getting off of that, like they've been burned by it. So it's definitely a depending on how, how that deck has played
0: for you on that, probably. Right. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean there's not much more to say, it's a pretty straightforward deck. Um, but with that uh, with with Mirahidon kind of starting to see less percentage in play, um, a little bit less popular. Um, Lugia uh, starting to see a little bit more of a rise. Um, obviously, it did well at EUIC um, amongst other decks as well. Um, but that deck, uh, the single strike version with some of the baby prizers, um, really opens up the game. And I think, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I feel that Lugia is in a really good spot because there's not a lot of things countering it right now. It has good matchups against most decks. Um, and you know, it's still really fast. It still sets up. I feel like maybe even better than it did in the past. Um I might be even as crazy as going this far as saying is Lugia still BDIF and it's actually more fun and interesting now uh, than it was, you know, pre-rotation. Um, I will argue that it's more fun and interesting than it is,
1: than it was pre-rotation. I'll give you that one. Um Anything that can add Tyranitar to it uh, in- infinitely in my book gets more fun and interesting. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I do, I, I was surprised at the minimal mi- amount of single strike Urshifu, like not Urshifu, but single strike Lugia that we saw at that cup. Um, cause I believe you and Mike were the only ones I saw playing it. Yes. Um, so that was surprising to me. I think it is a top, a top tier
0: deck, if not top. Two, top of the pile or three. Like uh, uh, I mean, Gardevoir is really good, but I think Lugia has a good matchup against Gardevoir. It has a pretty good matchup against Lost Box. Um there's just a lot of things that, that are high in the meta that it's just good against. I mean, obviously it wasn't really great against Maridon, but you could still there were still ways you could cheese those wins, um, even when playing a bad matchup like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I, I think it will still be very
1: good. Is it BDIF? I don't want to say that yet.
0: Uh, it felt I mean, the, really good the, this weekend. <laughs> it felt the, so The good.
1: triangle is still there, I think.
0: I agree. For, it's definitely, even if it is BDI, viable, but it, but things are close. Yeah. I, I still think it is definitely um, a combination between um, Gardevoir, Lost Box, with uh, Sablezard, and probably Lugia. Um Again, I, I like the version with 1-1 one, one Duraludon, um, having answers for the mirror match, um, having just answers for almost anything that your opponent puts out there. So um, you can take the one-shots on a, the popular type right now in, in Psychic. Um, and there are, you know, a, the, the Stonejourner can you know, take one-shots on on Arceus's. The Arceus boxes are still out there um, with some success. Um, so the, the deck feels like it's in a really good spot, and there's just a lot, a lot of Lugia hate, like there was in the past, with, um, with like the what was the 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 the, the Aerodactyl, Path of the Peak, um, like such heavy counts of those things. Uh, so you're seeing less predators towards that kind of deck. So I, again, I feel like it's in a good spot. Obviously, if it continues to, uh, at least seeing success, like you know how I was playing it, and people will start to catch up on that. Obviously, we'll see more uh, Lugia hate uh, in the near future.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um
0: I wanna add one more
1: in there. Sure. If you don't mind. I think that I, I think is slowly creeping. It's a little bit more of a I guess rogue feel to it, but it's not really rogue. I, I don't want to call Gudra rogue anymore. Gujra's the little the big slimy thing in the corner that no one really talks about. Yeah. Like it I, I think it's a good deck at the moment. It does pretty good against some top decks. It can get Beat up by some other things, but uh, it does a good amount of damage and blocks a good amount of damage as long as it's blocking the damage, right? Let's, let's just do that. So,
0: yeah, I mean, Gudra's uh, a really solid deck. I played against it this weekend. Um, obviously, I had answers in it with the Duraladon with the, the fighting dark energy, so I could hit through its effect and then just kind of essentially OCO it as long as I didn't prize all of my damage modifiers. Um, but against like Lost Box. Um, it does really uh, rather well because obviously it's not throwing a lot of damage out there um, against against Garretina. Uh, obviously, it can it can struggle um, if it gets set uh, if Garretina gets stru- uh, set up uh, Gardevoir. Um, a lot of times you can outpace Gardevoir um, in that early game and then maybe they're not getting as many energies down. Uh, in the in the lost zone or i mean sorry in the in the discard pile to to take those one shots and even at that you're, you're you're having to have i don't think you can hit 350 with no i mean yeah you, you're unless you have like a crazy amount of energies extra in your deck and or other uh damage damage modifiers uh so it's it's in a weird spot i mean it's in a good spot there against um a lot of the decks um so yeah that's a it's a good call out um we saw um, a couple Gudras Lug- make the cut at the cup that we were at, um, so s- still a very solid deck. Um, and obviously, and also, you know, I saw um, one of the top four decks at the challenge I was at was a was a um, Gudra as well. Yeah, I just see it. I see
1: its number creeping up.
0: That's right. why I wanted to highlight it. Always respect the Gudra. Yeah. All right, Chuck, I think that's going to do it for our meta talk. Um, you know, it's interesting to kind of see the stock rise and fall on some of these decks. Um, I think we're in a pretty healthy spot overall in the meta because there's not like a, a set BDIF or or really like a, a deck that you say, oh, yeah, you really don't have a chance. Because even um, even some rogue decks out there I've seen have some success like Spide Ops. I did see somebody play that at the, at the challenge and did pretty well with it. Um, and, and decks like that, you can still play and, and you know, if, if you play well, you still have a chance to win.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's a, a, definitely a better than what we were going into. Um, May not be as, as varied as some people were, I don't know, arguing it could be, but uh, I think we got a good uh, swath of decks that can play. Um, We have some, you know, top dogs, top three, four, and things. You got some other things that can be cheeky wins depending on uh, what you're playing against and, and can counter some stuff. And then you do have some rogue elements that can catch you off guard.
0: so percent I mean, Yeah, we're... We're, the meta is definitely not solved. So for all you you Pokemon deck creators, uh, um, go out there. Uh, still time to experiment, uh, especially at the local level, uh, to see what you can find some success with. I will say, I think some of the EXs besides Gardevoir can still come
1: out and play. Spide Ops is good. Um, I don't know if it can come out and play by itself or whatnot, but I, I the, some of the other EXs have some pretty neat attacks
0: and abilities that I think that haven't been explored enough. I 100%. I mean, it, we'll get there, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. With that being said, Chuck, it's time to get into some trivia. It's, it's time, time for trivia, trivia, trivia. Yes. Do you I want to trivia. open first, or do you want me to pick my card first? Yeah. You do your Kirk first. All right. So we're going to play, guess this Pokemon. This attack belongs to a standard legal as per the use. And this Pokemon's attack name is Dizzying Spin. Jeez. You've been giving me some real hard ones. You are the trivia master. And this one, I think you can get. I am immediately
1: thinking of either ball toy or clay doll because it's the top Pokemon and they spin. I have a feeling it's not one of those. Is this, is this a standard, Is standard legal standard legal. Is it. Do I get, can I guess, can I get a hint of what set it was
0: in? Yeah, it's in uh, it's in silver Tempest, Chuck.
1: I don't know. I'm pretty sure there was a clay doll, in Baltoy in silver tempest. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with don't, ball don't, toy. Don't ask what what type it is. What type is it? Colorless.
0: Colorless. Oh, geez, that, that can't be them then. Oh, geez, I knew you were gonna go down those the road of uh, ball toy and clay doll. Uh, but it is not so. I wanted to make sure you, you had oh, a, a, a fighting chance.
1: Colorless spinning. Spinning. What was it called? Spinning and Dizzy ink spin. Dizzy ink spin. Dizzy ink spin. Dizzying spin. Oh. Tor- no, it's not tornadoes. Um I honestly. Colorless from Silver Tempest. We'll go... No, oh, oh, that's not even in. I can't even think of another Pokemon that's in Silver Tempest now besides Archeops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not Archeops. Archeops. Uh I'll give you one more hint. I will tell you what the attack does for one colorless energy. This attack does 10 damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon. Your opponent's active Pokemon is now confused. That's a pretty good attack for one colorless.
1: Um, I'm at a loss, though, because I can't think of a colorless
0: Pokemon that was in Silver Tempest. Then I'm just going to pull the rug out from underneath you, and that Pokemon is Spinda. Oh, jeez. It's in (laughs) in the name. Right. (laughs) It was in the name. It was in the name. Oh, I saw that one dead. and I, I immediately thought you were going to go towards ball toy. And it was a funny thing. Cause I like, I have my whole bulk pile next to me and I found this. I'm like, hmm, this is an interesting one. And then I pulled some more just, but the very next card I pulled from a different row and a different area was a ball toy. <laughs> well, so I'm like, yeah, you, it's it's destined to, to try to trip ch- Chuck up. That you, you
1: tricked me good.
0: I went down that road. I got to go down the hard ones because like, you're so good if I throw you a softball, you'll hit it automatically. You give me something like uh, energy spin, and I'm like, wait a second, what's going on here? Um, so <laughs> I, I usually get to it. It's just uh, I, I'm a little slower than you. All
1: right. Well, now it's time for Guess That Hit, as we call it. We're going to call my trivia. So I once again have a pack of cards, and I'm going to give you my hit, whether it's an attack or an ability or. Trainer card. We won't know until I see my hit.
0: I mean, that's really and, nice of you. Give it. Um, give me your hit.
1: Well, let's go. I don't really got a good hit here to tell you, so we'll go with the the other card here. So this is the what the card says. Once during each player's turn, that player may search their deck for a basic lightning pokemon or basic dragon pokemon oh that's that's uh that's the the state
0: that's uh thunder mountain not thunder mountain i'm sorry uh thunder mountain was uh the the energy seller what the heck is that one called i know it's the thunder stadium (laughs) dang it uh thunder domes uh thundering what it doesn't end their turn so it's uh i know it Dang it. This is the second week in a row. I know the card, but I don't remember the, the, the exact name. Um Thund- Thunder. It's not Thunder Mountain. Thunder Peak. I don't um, know how you hint hint. hint I know what the card it. is. I just can't remember the dang name. This is... Oh my gosh. It's so embarrassing. I'm so bad at, at this kind of stuff. Um... Our uh, recent oh, weather's been a little bit like this—stormy mountains. There you go. <laughs> Let's <There's> go. A... <laughs> Good, thank you. <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, I knew my, what it was. That was if my. I know these cards. It just takes me a long time to get there. <laughs> <laughs> that was my other hit. My uh, actual hit was the foil
1: energy. Oh, uh, so can't that's write why I was a little. <laughs> I'll take the foil energy. Excited about that, but uh, that's really hard to ask a trivia question on. So I had to. It has a circle with a
0: lightning bolt on it. <laughs> it's yellow. Uh, is, the card is yellow. <laughs> <What> yeah, is... <laughs> it's fully engulfed uh, in yellow.
1: <laughs> the other, the other three cards were simple. So I, I guess the hit. So Stormy Mountains was the next hit, but. Well, I think I've already I got Wormadam against you, and the other one was using a trick energy. I probably so. would have
0: missed Wormadam anyways.
1: <laughs> Even that well,
0: I can't I don't want to double dip on uh getting you with Wormadam twice. So right, right. All right. Well, that one was fun. Um, I got there and tripped you up, but i obviously I'm giving you way harder for a pitch. I'm throwing you a sinker in, you're giving me a softball down the middle. So um, you know, I'll take the wins where I can get them. Okay, all uh, right. Yep. With that being said, so, taking, taking the wins, taking the wins, we got to get into our new segment here.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have,
0: we have our new segment, new game to play. We have to the, to decide
1: who would win in a in a no holds barred cage match or whatever you want to call it, whatever yep. you want to whatever match you want to set them up in. Um, so it was my turn to pick the matchup, and, um, I. I dug the bug matchup, but I was gonna. There was a lot of matchups I had in my head that I thought would be fun, um, to do. We'll get but there in time. I'm, I'm gonna... We'll get there in time. So, but I'm gonna. Uh, some of them would change things a little bit. So I'm gonna stick with a simple one on one. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna bring it a little bit to the forefront. Who would win? If we had a fight between Dialga and Palkia, space Palkia. versus time, Palkia, I, I don't know, man. Time. I mean, so he's he's just gonna turn back time and do it over again,
0: I guess so. But I Palkia mean, like Thanos food. was able to turn back time and then he didn't get to do it all over again
1: well you can only say, he, he 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 yeah, the, that he won that he did yeah but the avengers
0: did <laughs> but no i just so i i know we say it in real life if these guys are fighting so based off of the video game um at least you know the diamond and pearl remake um and the card game uh Pauky is just better uh he's cooler he's faster he has cooler attacks he's more agile um I just, Palkia's, he's got to win, right? He's, I'm I'm going to just say Palkia. I mean, he, he's, he's the, go- like, they're I'm both a, gods, but like, yeah, I don't know. Gods fight. God of, yeah. The uh, Dialga like will turn back time and do the match again, but then we'll lose again. Palkia will beat him that often. It didn't matter how many times he resets it because he'll just keep losing.
1: Okay. That's an acceptable it's- argument. <laughs> I will say, though, that uh, I think Dialga will just, you know, slow down time or, or spin it back, play with time to k- pick up the victory. Um, So that's my choice. I'm, I'm going to stick with, with Dialga on that one.
0: I mean, so I guess the whole time at- thing, it, there's a valid argument there, but uh, I'm still just saying, Palkia, it's just a superior Pokemon in every single way. Um, So I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, do you think I'm way off base again? um with with this uh with this choice because i mean it seemed like everybody was on your side last week with team weedle um but i'm hoping to drag some people on my side with uh team palkia
1: yeah you'll have to let us know Uh, there'll be a survey on the episode on spotify or hit us up on social medias whoever what do you think team palkia team dialga we'll go with that and i will say official results from the survey on spotify is team weedle Weedle yeah. would take the win. I uh, heard a bunch of comments
0: in the Discord server as well for Team Weedle. So Yeah, uh, I mean, unfortunately, I was playing Devil's Advocate. I was trying to make an argument. Um, this one I think is a little bit closer, maybe. I'll stick behind uh, the Caterpie. Uh, I'm I'm <laughs> sticking with Caterpie, man. He would still win. He's he's thick there. But uh either way, I, that was a good one. I can't wait to you know see what you come up with uh on the next one. Um, uh, but with that being said, it's time to jump into our sponsor reads.
1: The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in store and online at sportscarjunction.com. And don't forget to check out our weekly league Thursdays at 6:30. Alright, welcome back. Thank you again. For all of our sponsors, um, it is time to announce another keyword. Yes, yes, it's uh, uh it, yeah, it's, know, a, it's, it's the, the beginning of the month. Another keyword. This yep. is when we do this.
0: Um, so we
1: have uh, a new keyword it is a new key, month
0: key phrase. The beginning of a key phrase.
1: Yes, we are going to do uh two breaking it down over two weeks, doing a key phrase. So we're going to give you the first part of a key phrase and the first part of the phrase for this month's ETB giveaway brought to you by SportsCard Junction is read. R-E-A-D. Read. Read as the is first the part of the keyword. Definitely. All right. so, yeah, to, you want to shoot it over now? You can. You can save it till next week and shoot both over but remember to get your um submissions into us whether you send it right over to the pokepot pit pokepot or me at watch whimsy or jake at Pinux one or in the discord server wherever you see us on social media let us know get yourself entered for a free
0: etb and sent right to you free cards do it do it now 100% do it uh, no better deal than uh free cards free shipping all you got to do is listen to our beautiful voices uh, a couple times a week or a month.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but after that, it is now time to get into the news. And the news, we are starting to get new cards because uh, Japan is seeing releases, uh, spoilers for the new Pokemon card 151 sets. We are seeing, uh, this is kind of exciting because it's the original 151, so it's always neat to see. So uh, we got some spoilers for all kinds of Pokemon: Onyx, Raichu, Kabutatops, Openstar. Those are kind of interesting because they're fossil Pokemon. Got some cool abilities, but I want to skip to the ones that really excite me, and that's we got we got spoilers for the three starters. We got Blastoise EX, we got a Charmander or Charizard EX, and a Venusaur EX. Mm-hmm. Start with Venusaur. Um, uh, Coming in a hefty 340 HP big guy, um, with an ability called Soothing Bloom. Once your turn if this Pokemon is in your active spot, you may heal 60 damage from one of your Pokemon. That's an ability. On top of having 340 HP, then it has it's an attack boy. for yep, 2 grass and a colorless potent with 150 damage. Your opponent's active Pokemon is now poisoned and confused. So, uh, hard to hit back and then it, I will mention it has a retreat cost of 4. So,
0: beefy and staying in the active. Right. You're not you're not hitting and running and healing and everything like that with him. Um, but you know, if, if fire is not really gonna be a thing, um I can see him just you know sitting in the active. He can't really take KOs with him with a lot of decks. Um, and you get to just heal 60. Um, feels like they might be pushing if, if especially if this is popular, that might put pushing some of the um, lost box variants out there, uh, because you know, they do some of this chip damage, and you basically null and void it um, in your very next turn, right? So, um seems at least, you know, good enough to try, um, test out, see how he goes. Um, but It means you have to hit,
1: uh, so 170 is half. If you want to KO this thing in two shots, uh, you have to hit 230.
0: Two times in a row. Two times, well... That's without can any want, other. You, can, you can damage hit 170
1: right. once, but one of them has to be 230 because it's going to heal 60.
0: Yeah, and and that's not even counting any potential other healing cards that might jump into this. Um, um, that's it just counting the ability. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's a lot. Again, uh, Radiant Charizard doesn't care. You just uh, blast through them. Um, and there's a couple other Pokemon that might see he pl- uh, play here and there, especially like the the Tinglu's coming out. Um, feels like maybe that deck can be okay. Uh but against everything else that just doesn't one-shot it, um, even two shot doesn't seem hundred uh, percent viable to go against Venusaur. Yep.
1: Speaking of one-shots, we'll move into the next guy.
0: Chars RDX.
1: So um the the basics are there. Obviously, they just don't have too much to to write home about. Um, but he's got 330 HP uh, with two attacks and a retreat of two. So more modest. Um, mm-hmm. First attack for one fire resolute wings does sixty damage. Sixty plus damage if this Pokemon has any damage counters on it. This attack does a hundred more damage. So uh, magma basin, hello, right? Uh, one sixty with just attack, just attaching the magma basin, one sixty right there, right? Um, and you almost for- can one
0: shot that Venusaur for one energy if you had like a um, not a choice belt because obviously that's.
1: Vitality um, Band. The
0: Vitality it. Band would do it. Um, so uh crazy that you could take a one-shot with uh Check <laughs> over three hundred over three hundred damage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but speaking of over three hundred damage, uh for four fire energies, detonating vortex does three hundred and thirty damage. Discard three energy from this Pokemon. So even if your Venusaur has a uh, weakness policy on it, or whatever is how they're reprinting weakness policy. So he's not weak to fire with a vitality band. Charizard VX still says, I got you. Right. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Charizard classically uh, being able to do enough damage to KO almost everything in the format,
0: but so, classically has a very awkward um, uh, energy cost and discarding three. Uh, feels hard to maybe you know do back to back hits with that attack, so
1: yeah, four it's four straight fires. So, four there's not anything besides magma basin that is attaching fires. Um, and you really only get to do one, so uh, you'd have to string a lot of things together, uh, to pull that off. You know, uh, what you
0: need to do is attach an energy, uh, your first turn, then when you evolve it. Um, on that turn before you are you obviously have the magma basin so then you magma basin to your your charizard but then you vacuum your magma basin away put another magma basin down and then do it again um, and then be able to hit at that point but you have to have that stadium down the turn before <laughs> that
1: that might be more plausible <laughs> than the idea i was thinking of being able to attach then you evolve rare candy into it yeah uh, and then and then you uh, Magma Basin, and you attach again, and then you, uh, who is the Fire Candela coin flip the heads attach an energy from your discard. Uh, yeah, there, there's the play right there. Or
0: or Marnie's Pride,
1: uh, right. the energy on it.
0: Yeah, so um, it does seem awkward, but, uh, you know, obviously Charizard's Charizard, and people will be playing the deck, uh, at least locally. I will say the other Charizard
1: is a thing. So uh, the Go Charizard where he yeah. doubles
0: fire energies. Yeah. Oh. That is actually probably the most plausible thing right there is have Go Charizard uh, on, on top of that. So you don't have to go all convoluted like I said, or even like you. So um, I think that's that's definitely the way to go.
1: Yep. All right. Uh, now we'll get into the last one. Blastoise who will gladly take one shots on Charizard. Uh, so Blastoise has 330 HP as well, uh, weak to lightning, retreat of three. Uh, with the ability and an attack, he comes with an ability Solid Shell, takes 30 less damage from attacks, classic Blastoise ability. Uh, mm-hmm. And then his attack for two water, twin cannons, 140 times damage. So 140X, discard up to two basic water energy cards from your hand, this attack does 140 damage for each card discarded in this way. So for the tune of four water energy, uh, you can do 280 damage. Two on the Pokemon and two in your hand.
0: Correct. Yeah. So it discards from your hand. Um, so you're not Correct. losing the energies, so it's not like you're um having to reattach it. So that's very important. Uh, but there's definitely cards uh, that you can have that, you know, guarantee energy, water energy specifically uh, to your hand. Um, now I'm forgetting Candice, I think it is, uh, the supporter card that puts five um, in your hand. I think that's what it is.
1: Uh, this Nessa will is the supporter that will get five water Pokemon or energy
0: cards. I believe. Yeah, but Nessa rotated, right? Uh No. She should I thought there was him. another. I thought there was another supporter. I thought it was Candace. Candace awesome. gets candis get, does get water energy, but from the deck? Yeah, uh, that's what that's what I was thinking. So you, you can have cards like that uh, to guarantee water cards energy in your in your still, hand. Exactly. Energy
1: retrieval is still a thing. Uh, we'll we'll have.
0: Here it is still a thing.
1: Energy retrieval at that time or whatever that's called, where you get yep. five. I think.
0: Yeah, um, so there's definitely ways to to make that pretty consistent. Um, if, Accelerating one extra energy is not super big deal, especially if you're, you know, maybe setting it up beforehand when there's still uh, little squirtles. So, um, deck seems or card seems to be pretty good. Obviously, maybe not um, the high end damage is that Charizard, um, but maybe more sustainable.
1: Yeah. And I mean, essentially has 200, 360 HP with the solid shell uh, thing. Yeah. Um, which you, you extend further with more. Damage blocking. All right. um, Last last two things I want to bring up. Uh, I just want your quick take on this supporter card because it was popular when they released this. I saw a lot of people talking about it on Twitter. Erica's Invitation. Your opponent reveals their hand. Choose a basic Pokemon you find there and put it onto their bench. Then switch in that Pokemon to the active spot. Hello, Mawile. Meet
0: Gust. I hate this, this card Mawile so plus much. Plus. I, I mean objectively it is a really good card. Probably maybe at max a two of them in your deck. Um, but definitely could be game changer, game winning uh play. Um and we've seen what Mawile does. I hated Mawile uh GX uh when it was a thing, especially in ADP. Mm-hmm. And that didn't Gust though, so at least with ADP, you had to play the Maulwild and the boss's orders. Then to take out the Dedene this time, you have a Luminion in your hand, you just take it and gust it, kill it all in one. Um, less effort. Um, obviously, it's like you need to know what's in your opponent's hand. Um, and you know, good savvy players are going to know when to use this card, you're not just going to like burn it right away. Uh, but the card is good i know it's objectively good but i hate this card with the passion already and i already know it's going to frustrate me um to know to know and especially if my opponent is going first and just play it randomly and throws down like a like a luminion or something like that it's just going to um it's just going to be one of those cards that i just don't enjoy playing against i don't uh
1: I don't necessarily see it being super popular. I could see some decks maybe running 1
0: to 2. Right. I think 1 is probably the number but 2, you, you might some greedy players might believe they're playing two.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know of a deck that's like an ADP that is so streamlined um, that it can use its supporter to basically find its attacker or its, its knockout for the turn. Greedent um, VMAX. So- you, you, <laughs> you put a Rolts
0: out there and then, or a Mew or something, you just gust it up and greet it, Vmax it. Uh, and that's how it's going to be uh, the meta relevant card right there. Yeah. Uh, so, wanted to bring that one up. Uh,
1: super interesting. Uh, I'm excited to see what that can do. Uh, but uh, by that time, we will have a lot of hand resetting. Uh, of sure. So it'll be hard to see if whether trying to dip into your
0: opponent's hand to get your cop knockout
1: is worth it. Last yeah, exactly. It definitely
0: that's about. definitely a, a valid point because I think there's going to be a lot of hand resetting, um, and maybe you're not going to have that read on your opponent, especially if they're um, you know already set up their board state.
1: Correct. Right. Last card I wanted to talk about is actually came out from an article today because I I really really like it. One because it is a me. Uh, two because it has a great ability. Um, so it's going to evolve from a staru. Um, the ability that we want to talk about. Um, this is 90 HP, so it is also level ball searchable. Um, the attack is just 50 50 damage. That's it for two energy. The ability is what we want to talk about: Aquatic Enigma. Once during your turn, you may put two damage counters on one of your opponent's Pokémon. If you place any damage counters in you in this way. Discard this Pokemon and all attached cards. So this is essentially uh like a flapple. Yeah. But it also frees up uh the bench space. Um you can put the two damage counters anywhere on any Pokemon and then it cleans itself out of a bench space and goes to the discard pile, which may be a problem. I don't know, but rescue carrier gets both cards back right away. Um
0: so depending on how it- your deck works, but it, it really just depends because I could see a de- like a card like this helping, like Lost Box, having those extra damage counters, um, having maybe Alakazam as well to like move those to one specific thing on top of Sableye. Um, but it is a stage one, so your opponent's going to kind of see it coming. Um, it is do just do, which is better than uh, the Flapple, right? Because Flapple used to just do one um damage or was it two to right. one Pokemon? I don't remember exactly. But to one Pokemon, but he you shuffled him into your deck. Yeah, you shuffled him into your deck. So I feel like it's maybe a little bit worse um than that card. Um I can see it seeing niche play. I don't ever think it will be super meta relevant. Um you know I unless there's a lot of like spread as far as like Mewtwo kinda of, like B union kind of decks like you can do an addition to like the 160 uh Again, I think it just maybe setting up your 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 ping damage with a, a stage one seems a little clunky to me. Um, but I feel like you know being able to have the versatility to put those counters wherever you want, unlike like the lucha where it's just to the bench, um, is going to see you play. know maybe some play right there. And and the lucha flunks up your bench while this guy just goes away, which is kind of ideal. So uh, I can see where it's going to be. You know useful but I don't necessarily think it's gonna be um, meta defining or anything like that.
1: I agree with you I'm probably not meta defining, but I am intrigued to see where it falls into decks. Um I think it will be useful though. Definitely right. be useful.
0: It's a math fixer and we've you know seen cards like you know Zigzagoon C play um in many different instances. So um it really just depends on what's popular in the meta and if that fixes the math. Um if it doesn't if that 10 damage doesn't really fix the math um, you might not see a lot of play, but if it's going to set up some KOs that you otherwise would not have in a deck, um, yeah, you're, you're of course, you're going to see uh, this this uh, card have some play.
1: Nice. Um, that is going to basically sum up the news. Um, there's more cards, but um, in interest of time, we're going to move on to
0: the next one. Let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation. Definitely. All right. So kind of we kind of already alluded this to or alluded to this topic at the beginning. Um, and I and you know, with you kind of jokingly say you wanted to retire um from the game because you had a frustrating weekend. Um, you know, I felt it um playing, you know, you know, trying to keep myself at, you know, some kind of standard that I have in my own head. And when I fall short of it, it definitely frustrates me. And um, sometimes can affect my, you know, um, my psyche, uh, my confidence in, in myself, um, just overall. And I know I've seen a lot of people um, post online, especially with um, CP coming back, where that you know people have high standards for themselves, um, and you know we're not all Azul or or Tord or anything like that. So um, when we ultimately fall short, um, you know, even you know with the the regionals that we we've seen and and me missing cut. Um, you know, it, it hurts, but I feel like it, nobody talks about the mental aspect of the game and how you know sometimes this game can be very disappointing and it can crush your your um, your psyche if you if you're not careful about it.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, for for a lot of us too, that the play the game is is definitely like a hobby or or I mean, there's definitely some people that. Um, put a lot more into it. It's more than a hobby um, called lifestyle. If you want um, definitely the guys that are, you know, trying to make day two invites, get those stipends and things like that. That can be very stressful. I'm not even one of those people. Um, I'm just a, in general, a very competitive person. So and right. I want to, uh, I want to do well at, at, thing, at things that I've, I strive to compete and I strive to do well at what I'm competing at. Um, so it's, it's, on the mental side it's frustrating and and kind of a little like i don't know, get you down if you you go to multiple places and you're not doing well um right. and you're putting right. extra work into it trying to improve um so what you really gotta what i've been trying to do is find the trying to find the focus because ultimately uh especially in, in things like pokemon and, and other things they are games and the main reason you want to do them um, and why you want to why you like doing them is they're fun. Right. You gotta find the fun again a little bit and, and and kind of refocus on that, I think, a little bit. More. And I think
0: when you when you find the fun, um to a certain extent that helps find find the wins too. because uh, when you're enjoying yourself, um you, you tend to play looser, um, you have more confidence in yourself um and, and you know that can result into some wins um I, I the one thing i i will say like i i am a very competitive person i really hate losing and it's, it's and i would say 90 you know 99% of the time it's nothing that my opponent did it's more like i'm upset at myself um when i lose um and i take it like super personal um when i lose cuz i i find you know, i put myself to a certain um standard if it's reasonable unreasonable I that's what i do to myself um and then even like this weekend like you can see like no success which like i kind of already alluded to with like the last locals i went to just at league night um you know i i went <laughs> one in three and one of those wins was my only win was uh um the buy round and i i was very down on myself just in in my place because i definitely i mean obviously um players like myself and you have a real life have real jobs um, and sometimes that does affect play as much as we would like to say it doesn't um, or wouldn't. Um, but you're kind of just realizing that. Um, and then even when you see success, like I, I might sound like maybe privileged here when I, when I say this and I'm not trying to. Um, but like when I made top eight and then I lost in the top eight, um, I was so upset in that loss that like even though going into the tournament, I'm like, it would be really nice if I can make top eight. Um, validate, you know, all that work that I've been putting in to get there. Uh, but then when I lost it, like it ruined the rest of my day. <laughs> the car ride home was, I just kept beating myself up um, and things like that. But ultimately, you know, you, you see, you, you got to take what you get. You're right. And, and be happy with it. It's like not everybody can be a winner and I'm not saying always accept the loss, but I'm also saying um, it's not ultimately everything, especially if you learn lessons around, along the way and there's, you know you can draw validation out of your play even if you didn't ultimately have the success you wanted um and i know for me like i put a lot of pressure on myself since we did the, like the podcast and people listen to us and i want to make sure that i play well but ultimately i feel like our like our, especially with our community but like just in general i think nobody's necessarily going to remem- remember you for all that it's just you know what kind of you know person you are and how you portray yourself um, so as bad as it hurts sometimes to lose, regardless if it's, you know, an O four 4 you know, O three 3 drop, or if you like you lose a cut game or something like that, there's always silver linings to that, I guess. Um, and we all have to remember that. And I, I, I know for me, it's super hard sometimes. Um, and I know a lot of people might have that and just know that it's okay to feel that way, too. Um, you're not alone. Um, so you ever have those? You can always reach out to Chuck or I. We're more than willing to uh, listen, cur- commiserate, and all that kind of fun stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I agree with you. If you want to, if you want to, kind of reach out and commiserate, like you said, or just kind of tell a story and get get vent on something, uh, definitely mm-hmm. we can. Like I'm, I'm there for that. But I also wanted, to, like, piggyback off of what you were saying, like when you're when you're you're going to events even if you you have like a modest goal but uh, of doing well um and and you what i want to start with is you you mentioned that like we i have other things going on in life like pokemon is hobby and i got um i don't have kids at the moment but i have a wife to to, you know i have a a full-time job that isn't playing pokemon cards other things going on in life so what time i do Put towards Pokemon, like and trying to be competitive, like I w- I want to see it pay off a little bit, right? Which right. is where the frustration comes in when you, when you you know you take the time you 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 spend the Saturday where I could have been doing a number of other things that I need to or could be doing, but you spend the afternoon doing Pokemon and then like I have a modest goal of you know I just want to make top eight like a little bit of like you know I could win four games today, right? Like that's I, I'm not. Going into it like I need to win this so I get 50 CP or anything super, like super crazy, just a modest goal of, you know, making top eight and then it doesn't go your way. It's just frustrating, um, a little bit, obviously, especially when you have a goal and you don't meet it. Um, but then you, you, depending on how often it happens, you start questioning, you know, time and the commitment to it and that, but ultimately, there's more to it than just the competition right, right. I Fun. mean
0: obviously and, we all want to win we want to do well we want our practice to pay off and you know even when you go through these downtimes ultimately most of the time um your practice will pay off in in that effort that you put in but it's always about the friendships like one of my best memories is in that Baltimore tournament where I missed cut and I lost that last game right that winning in and I was upset and my you know I had my head down and I I was very upset and you came up to me and just gave me a big hug like, it's okay buddy uh you know whatever and ultimately that like right there that that moment was you know worth just that whole trip there um just cuz the friendships you make along the way cuz like you you can f- find successes in your fails, i guess um and just for me i you know and i'm sure many of people in this community have that kind of friend that go to person that they can do that with um you know, and, and those those moments are are something to be cherished, even if ultimately you see failure.
1: Yeah. And you just gotta remember the other uh the other things because I mean it, it might be hard to shrug things off in, in the moment, but you gotta remember the other fun parts of, of the like that's that's what I was focusing on focusing on after the tournament. I was happy to be around friends at I don't necessarily get to play in a cup with every weekend. Uh, and then I was excited on your guys' success. I, right. I mean,
0: yeah, um, you stuck around and watched like, and just having you behind me um, watching, Um, you know, and obviously I'm not looking at you, but I feel your presence. I feel like friends that are always are rooting yeah. you on Um, regardless of how you do there's, there's, again, the, that's just part of the journey that makes it worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, there's other things to do than, than, I necessarily being worrying solely on what you're 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 going for,
0: yeah, at the time right? but right. and ultimately, but in ultimately, a year from now, nobody's gonna remember that you won a cup, um yeah, or you got second in a cup or you o eight it or you you played everything, but you you know you went oh for <laughs> six. um, so obviously, you know, there's always pressure in the community to perform, but ultimately, you know unless you're that top one percent of the players, nobody's gonna remember uh what you do, good or bad. Um, so don't let that kind of pressure, like the community pressure, because there's actually really no pressure that the community is putting on you. But I know I've felt it in the past, um, especially being you know a content creator, even though it's we kind of light like content creator. Um, you know, don't let that affect your worth, your self-worth to yourself, um, just if you see failures. So I just felt it was very um. You need needed admit maybe that we brought this topic up because I I haven't really heard much people talk about it um but I've seen people on Twitter uh with you know some you know confidence that are is waning so just know that um again don't let it you know hit your self-worth or anything like that um it is a game you put the work in it, eventually it will pay off regardless um, of all the trials and tribulations you go through the way
1: yeah and eventually, like you said, your practice is going to, you're going to pay off and uh, the the pendulum is going to start swinging the other way, as they say.
0: Um, and and you'll have uh, some good times uh, w- winning. So, 100%. And then one last thing uh, on just like winning in, in your play. I know a lot of people um, on live, and this kind of happened on PTCGO as well, um, just like Running into random things and just like hitting a spell, like a dry spell of wins. Um, definitely can make you you question yourself. And I've s- definitely done that to me. Like, I'll I'll lose 10 games in a row on the ladder sometimes, um, just for one reason or another. Um, <laughs> and it definitely feels bad, but um, uh, just remember that you know, uh, live's not everything. It's a lot of times you're playing weird test decks, you're trying to test. Uh, maybe one or two different cards in a deck that might just not fit. Um, so, getting those losses in your testing on live um, also ultimately does not, you know, make or break you as a player. Uh, that's where you you should be playing to fail, to learn lessons for when you go into these events um, to to help you um, along the line. So, uh, don't be afraid to fail on on there, even if you drop placements on on the on the ranked ladder. Um, you know, ultimately don't let those things affect you. And I know it's affected me. I keep saying, don't let it affect you, but, you know, it it does to me. And I've I've seen multiple other people express this on like Twitter or other platforms too. So just, um, you know, just don't let it get it to you. And just remember, you know, every situation, there's a different, um, you know, um, use for it. So like live, like I said, is, is for that practice. So if you lose there, you lose 50 games in a row. Like if you're learning, you're still having fun. I know it's hard to have fun after 50 losses, maybe, but um, you know what I'm trying to get at. It's, it's <laughs> just like... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you're,
1: you got to you got to know when,
0: you know, what, take the learn from that,
1: that this isn't something, and you switch it up, and then you change things up a little bit. You got to take... Everything is uh, potentially a learning experience in, in that... Uh, that you can put towards future endeavors to improve the experience 100
0: percent. all right chuck i think that's gonna do it for us unless you had anything else to add today no no uh nothing to add all right well yeah i think that was definitely a conversation that needed to be had maybe we didn't uh portray it quite the way we wanted to come across but just know again um, if you're struggling with confidence or anything in the game of Pokemon, um, one, you probably have a local friend group to, you know, talk to. Uh, but if you want to reach out to Chuck and I, um, you know, feel free to, because uh, uh, just because like we've had success, you know, here or there uh, doesn't mean there wasn't 10 failures along the way before that. So um, we could definitely commiserate and share war stories in the you know, the game of Pokemon or something like that. So um, don't be afraid to reach out
1: yeah and, and no uh, if you're if you're also like you're you're feeling kind of frustrated or or fed up with some things you're not you're not necessarily alone in that and that frustration it, it, it may not necessarily be all that warranted on especially in my own place of what you're you're frustrated at it's just sometimes you just get a bad run of things and you just got to play through them and then things will things will start swinging around um there's a lot about this game that is, uh, especially Pokemon, where it's just kind of like, you got to have well, a that happens. mentality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that happens. Like, well, that happened. Like, you're like I say a pitchers, pitcher's mentality. Like, sometimes you throw a pitch and you give up a home run and you just got to go, well, that happened. And then you go out to the next batter, next game you play, next opponent, and you, you try and win you get a strikeout like that's you got to brush them off forget that they happened a little bit maybe learn from it you know oh that guy didn't like the high inside
0: stuff but hey and you move on right. um so yeah. i 100 percent agree and and props to both of us for each having a baseball reference in this episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i was coming up
1: with, i was trying to come up with a good reference i i always have to relate it to something else just in case I get it a little bit better when I do that. Maybe uh, I'm hoping there's at least one listener out there who's
0: like, I get it now. He used the picture reference. I get it. So yeah, hundred percent. All right, Chuck. Well, I think that's going to do it. Uh, thank you as always for hanging out with me, talking to Pokemon and others. Um, and as well as our audience and listener- listeners, um, thank you so much. It means the world. And we will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Peace.
1: Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, As always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pot. Plus,
0: Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at panux one on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWhimsy, you can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at Pod.
1: Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.